everybody. Thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report. And along with our chief strategist, Shelley Cohan, who, by the way, is also a consultant at large and a professor at FIT, uh, we welcome you uh, to our conversation on the topic of, well, before, before I say what the topic is, uh, our audience has heard of this topic over the many decades, referring to retailers that provide you with almost everything you need, almost everything you need. So the topic is the one-stop shop. And the reason I, I wanted to preface that is because uh, this is bigger than ever imagined. And we are just on the leading edge of it. It's bigger than just massive stores or Amazon, for example, with a massive number of products in massive quantities with almost everything you want or need. It is everything you want and need, including ancillary services. It's a big deal and it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I, I believe that it, and the reason we're doing this today is I believe that it is the beginning of a new tech era portfolio business model. And it's, it's made possible by technology, which links brands and retailers uh, to their consumers' wants and desires and their future expectations. And it's not just stuff. Today, it also includes services. And guess who's all over it, Shelley? <laughs> Not fair because you know everything <laughs> anyway. So, so yes, you would be correct if you said Walmart. In fact, uh, C CEO Doug McMillan called it beyond retail. Kind of reminded me of beyond burgers. Anyway, he said of the future, here's what he said, uh, for an increasing number of customers, Walmart will be seen more like a service. Customers will think of us as a merchant that serves their wants and needs, but in ways that take less time and effort. So, so he is moving Walmart beyond retail, beyond retail as we knew it, with the implicit acknowledgement that there are many other growth engines than selling stuff. And as I've said before, not only does technology provide this growth capability, uh, but more importantly, it powers Walmart's astronomical reach. I mean, their reach is unbelievable. Every week, 150 million customers visit their stores, uh, their website, and their app. So, Shelley, um, you know, I think this expansion into services is a huge growth engine. And it's kind of hidden in clear sight because we don't hear a lot of people talking about this and we haven't been hearing a lot about it. It's kind of under the radar, so to speak, but it's coming out and it's going to accelerate. So what do you think about it? And, and what are some of the services that Walmart has already begun uh, to pursue? Well, Rob, and I think you and I were on the same earnings call, which kind of sparked this conversation today. 
McMillan is really transforming Walmart into literally the everyday life of its customers. It's already ventured into credit card and money services. It offers extended product warranties, home services, tech setup, house cleaning services, corporate and gift programs, auto services, health services. So some of the services are selling third party party offerings like Apple Care or Handy through partnerships, but also creating local networks like tech device setup or in-house services like auto services or pharmacy. You know, Robin, I don't want to steal your thunder, but the expansion of services in healthcare alone is tremendous, including right. pharmacy. Like I mentioned, centers, ins- health insurance, primary care, dental services. It's just really amazing um, the amount of services that Walmart is expanding into. Yeah, amazing, really. I mean, you've listed a lot of them. It, you know, you point out they're already pivoting to uh, serve the many, many of the changing shopping habits of the consumers today, you know, such as delivering groceries to, to the customers' homes and, of course, curbside pickup, uh, which soon, by the way, will be automated. Right. And, of course, now they got Walmart Plus uh, membership, which is the answer to Amazon Prime's uh, free same-day or in two-hour delivery. Also, uh, they're launching a fintech startup, and they're partnering with investment firm Ribbit Capital to offer affordable and unique financial products for its customers and employees, which I think is incredible. And I think about this, with TV and checkout screens in its 4,700 stores, why not become an advertising agency right. <laughs> to help help suppliers up their marketing communications, right? Plus, they can promote merchandise using uh, TikTok live streaming events. And their parking lots uh, are being used for healthcare services. Anyway, all of this and more uh, is being put into Doug McMillan's strategic and I think very visionary uh, playbook. I agree with you, Robin, and we should probably take a moment to really understand how this strategic visionary playbook came to be in terms of the shift of some sociocultural factors that have derived from the pandemic, the changing shopping demographic factors, and the technology advancements that we've begun to see deployed in the retail environment which are all these contributing factors to this idea of one-stop shopping and creating this you know, trusted advisor. So the boomer generation representing almost 70 million of the population are aging. And as more of that generation is approaching retirement ages, there is a shift in shopping behavior, including higher comfort level with digital purchases, which is what we've seen coming out of the pandemic, Yep. That cohort is very value-driven consumerism as their income levels become less as they go into retirement. And this real focus on health care, especially coming out of the pandemic. Then we have the millennials who, guess what, Robin, turning 40 this year. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Yep. Um, but, you know, millennials are going into their peak house buying years, which impacts a few changes of shopping behavior. One, they're going to spend more money on home-related 
products. Two, there's a higher interest in value-driven products. And three, you know, now they're going to have to balance, you know, home ownership, family life. So there now becomes a higher value put on the commodity of time and convenience. So this all leads to this idea of one-stop shopping retail explosion. Um, Gen Z focused on digital technologies in the shopping environments are not being ignored by Walmart either. I would argue that the deal with TikTok is actually providing a service to this generation. Yeah. Social commerce is growing. I just read in Footwear News that 54% of, of consumers in one survey that was conducted purchased products directly with shopping features from a social media platform. And of course, I've written a lot about social commerce and how this is really going to be growing, you know, this year into next year and beyond. Digital natives are 52% of the population. So creating digital first strategies are solidifying the future growth of brands. Of course, I'm from Gen X, or I call the forgotten generation. No one really cares about us or talks about us. <laughs> <laughs> but we are digital immigrants, and we have the tendency to more widely use technology than former generations. But pulling this all together, this is a staggering number, Robin. Listen to this. Walmart is directly serving four major generations over 275 million Americans, 84% of the population. And it's a good thing that 90% of Americans live within 10 miles of a Walmart store. Yep. The, it's whole, it's the whole evolution of, you know, experiential retail, which has been the focus of the industry, was really born out of physical retail stores needing to compete with the likes of the online digital natives. But this is now transformed into a complex interconnectedness between physical and digital retail, and the boundaries are becoming blurred. What Walmart is doing takes it to the next level, going beyond channels to become the trusted provider of everyday life. Yeah, you really laid it out very well there, Shelley. I mean, it's, yeah, the, the reach they have across all of these generations. Um, and, you know, Shelley, <laughs> I wondered if Macmillan uh, took a glance at Costco's enormous success with offering services. Um, their big strategic aha is how their addicted, and I call them cult customers, have supported everything that that brand does simply because Costco constantly delivers beyond expectations. Uh, over time, they have actually won their customers unquestioned loyalty and trust. And of course, this allows the brand to expand its DNA, if you will, to include almost anything their consumers need and want. Or more interestingly, Think about this, what they didn't know they wanted until Costco presents it to them. That's right. So, so, you know, and listen to this list of services that Costco has. I mean, I don't know if we have enough time in our short podcast for me to list all these, but, but let me dive into it. Gas stations, right? That's a big deal for them. Uh, pharmacies, food courts, hearing aid centers, photo processing centers travel centers, optical dispensing center centers. They have budget truck rental, 
business printing, uh, prescription programs, RV rentals, mortgage purchase and refinancing, life insurance, dental plans, identification protection, auto and home insurance, even bottled water delivery. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Business and personal checks, business health insurance, Costco auto leasing. And finally, listen to this. All of these services account for 20% of Costco's annual revenues or about $30 billion. Can you get your mind around that? Their services, yeah, their their services total roughly thirty billion bucks a year. Absolutely incredible. So anyway, Shelley, uh, is this model doable for for all retailers and brands? Uh, I mean, the idea of knowing exactly what services uh, their consumers would welcome. Does Target have an array of services? What about uh, department stores like Macy's? And I think Nordstrom uh, does have some services services, especially in their <clears throat> Nordstrom local stores. Well, here's, an, here's something interesting, uh, just on the Costco thing. A friend of mine literally just joined Costco so she could book a trip through their travel services. Amazing. I mean, it's amazing, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But um, I definitely think the, the ability to have more services can certainly expand in other segments of the industry. And we've seen, you know, several retailers who have done this. Well, you but, know, Shelly, didn't you the other day, you told me that when you were at Bloomingdale's, they had a travel agency, correct? That was years absolutely. ago? Absolutely. Yeah. They have, they outsourced it to American Express Travel Agency. That's right. But I think in today's uh, environment, you know, one of the big quote unquote services is this, you know, live streaming, this one-to-one -one selling through video chats with customers. The customers could live down the street or the customers could live around on the other side of the world. But China's live streaming accounts for 10% of its online sales in 2020, and that number will double by 2022. And they've really, China's really used the live streaming in fashion and beauty sectors, but the expansion into other categories is certainly growing. We're going to see more of this widespread uh, through department stores, luxury retail, beauty retailers, and it's, it's only going to accelerate with the accessibility of 5G networks right. that provide higher resolutions, faster speeds, connectivity. The other, uh, another area is, you know, social commerce will continue to grow. This, the, coming out of the pandemic, today's consumer really has this need to feel connected. And so social commerce is an ability to be able to give consumers that connectedness. Consumers are using many more social apps than before. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Snapshot, Skype, TikTok. And it's interesting that over 40% of people aged 18 to 34 shop through social commerce. And it's a great way to connect directly with the target market and create a community engagement with shoppers. The other area, is soliciting customers to participate in product development, marketing campaigns, getting customer feedback with reviews, sharing photos of them using the actual products. And there's other ways of allowing this connection with the retailers and the customers. 
you know, American Eagle Outfitters, Airy brand was one of the first to use real customers in their marketing campaigns. And recently, Samsung is also using customers in their, you know, marketing campaigns. You look at some of what's happening with private label. As private label brands continue to grow, more customers are looking for better value and the ability to shop with high convenience. And if you take a look at Target's all-in-motion athleisure wear line, which is competing with the likes of Nike, Lululemon, Athleta, except it has two major differences. The customer is already in Target shopping for household goods and groceries. And two, the customers are the ones that Target develop the all-in-motion product line. So retailers are really providing a great service by delivering a value product to their customer base. And of course, we have other service extensions, Nike's loyalty app providing access to, for example, runners around the world or a great recipe for protein shake, Lululemon, logo, Lululemon yoga classes, virtual or studio, blowout hair bars in Nordstrom, salon services in Ulta Beauty, Bloomingdale's, let me just end by saying retailers were gifted in 2020 with massive amounts of shopping data from customers shifting, shifting some shopping to online. Even if customers spend a small portion of their wallet online, that data is captured and then can be used to personalize the in-store journey, marketing efforts, and even merchandise assortments. So in other words, think about this, Robin, for a minute. If I only spend 20% of my purchasing online with the retailer, they're going to know a lot of information about me that they can then apply to my entire shopping journey, including mobile, social commerce, social media, marketing, my in-store journey. If you then add in other elements of my life, like health and travel preferences, retailers become omniscient and the predictability of future purchasing and loyalty becomes more accurate, allowing retailers to make decisions not only based on today's data and analytics, but can also develop strategy based on future customer behaviors. It's like giving them a crystal ball. Yeah, beyond retail, indeed. I mean, all of this stuff you laid out is absolutely incredible and, of course, not possible without technology today. It, uh, you know, to come full loop back to literally becoming a one-stop shop for everything the consumer needs or desires in their lives, uh, that crystal ball you mentioned is really a metaphor for artificial intelligence and data analytics. We keep coming back to that. And it, it, it's, it's being used more and more. It's accelerating. Uh, uh, our old world retailers are getting their minds around it. And um, it actually informs about what other offerings and services retailers can expand into. But of course, it only happens if the analytics teams know what they are doing. It kind of reminds me of that saying, garbage in, garbage out. And, and, and of course, there are a lot of retailers out there who uh, intellectually know that AI and data analytics are priority number one, but a lot of them just don't know how to get into it and use it. Obviously, Costco uh, successfully figured it out uh, and greatly expanded into services and uh, being more meaningful for their customers' lives. 
Also, it appears Walmart is doing the same thing now. And I think we're going to see this uh, really uh, ramp up across all of the retail industry. And you think about it with millions of square footage being wiped out across the retail industry, finding themselves scrambling for any kind of growth. As McMillan said, we have to go beyond retail. Another translation uh, could be, we should be able to serve every aspect of our consumers' lives. Well, I think, Raman, you've coined a new phrase for the industry, beyond retail. For our listeners, we want to thank you for listening today. You can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and therobinreport.com. And please follow us on social media, link in with us, and follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry. And, of course, you'll find more of our provocative insights on therobinreport.com. And as I say every week, uh, if any of you out there listening have a topic that you uh, especially would love us to cover at some point, please just send me an email, robin at therobinreport.com. And once again, thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day.